Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. So earlier this summer, I was planning on going into the KQED office in the Mission District for the first time in a minute. And I thought I'd try something different. So my sister dropped me off at the Vallejo Casual Carpool Pickup Line off Cratola Parkway. I put on my headphones and I waited. And waited and waited and no one ever showed up so I've never actually tried casual carpool before this point but it turns out I probably couldn't have picked a worse time because the pandemic might have killed it I think it is probably in what's what's likely to be a pretty long period of being dormant. Casual carpool was a popular and very Bay Area way for folks to get to work in downtown San Francisco by basically hitchhiking with other commuters. But now, even though the traffic is back, casual carpool is not. The single biggest choke point in our entire region is How do you get people from the East Bay into downtown San Francisco? It's terrible Bay Bridge traffic, or before the pandemic, it was a super crowded BART ride. And, you know, what you had in casual carpool was people kind of finding a way to to get around that. Today, we're going to talk about whether this totally leaderless and organic phenomenon still has a future in the Bay Area. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, 
and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. It's really hard to know how people first started casual carpooling. Nico Savage is the senior city hall reporter for Berkeley Side. The best sense that we have from from various you know newspaper stories about it over the years um, is that it probably started sometime in the 1970s. That was a decade when you had you know an oil crisis. You had the the environmental movement kind of starting to gain more traction, and you also had uh, a, a few different kind of big disruptions to BART service. BART, of course, started in that decade, but then later had some some disruptions to its service uh, between Oakland and San Francisco. You had strikes by BART workers. You had a fire in the Transbay Tube in 1979 that knocked out service for five months. So these stories all kind of take on the feeling of sort of a creation myth. What seems likely is that people, maybe in Berkeley and Oakland, started pulling up to people waiting at AC Transit's Transbay bus stops and offering them rides. My cousin who lived in Oakland was a huge casual carpool stan. She always <laughs> tried to get me to do it. Can you actually remind us about how casual carpool worked exactly? You know, you go to these pickup points and it kind of looked like if you've ever seen like a really busy taxi stand at an airport. That constant motion of, you know, two people hop into each car, the car pulls off, next car pulls up, next people hop in. Casual Carpool didn't have a government entity that ran it. It didn't have a, a company that made money off of it. All it really needed to become this like decades long Bay Area tradition was a, a pretty simple value proposition for both sides. So if you were a driver uh, and you wanted to drive across the Bay Bridge at rush hour in the morning, it was gonna be a bad time. Uh, you were gonna sit in really terrible traffic. You were gonna crawl through the Bay Bridge toll plaza where you have you know three different freeways all converging into one. Or if you had two passengers in the car, you could get in the diamond lane, in the high occupancy vehicle carpool lane. You could skip a lot of that traffic getting to the bridge. You'd also get a discount on your toll. You used to get a, a free toll if you uh, had a carpool. If you're a rider, casual carpool was sort of a, a different option from something like BART. Back before the pandemic, those BART trains, you know, rush hour mornings were I mean, sardine cans, right? You had, you know, you're facing somebody's backpack and somebody else's armpit. It was, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it was tight quarters. It was not the most comfortable thing. So for casual carpool riders, it was a way to have a little bit more of a, a comfortable ride. And it was also a lot cheaper. So the casual carpool code of etiquette said that you were supposed to have a dollar to pay your share of the toll, as opposed to maybe three, four, five dollars for a BART ride. So it was, a, it was a bargain and often a time saver for a lot of riders, and it was a, a serious time saver for a lot of drivers. 
And where would people get picked up? And then where would you get dropped off? So the pickup points were all over the Bay Area, but the, the biggest concentration of them is in Oakland. Quite a lot, particularly in kind of North Oakland and Rockridge, Claremont, near the, the Berkeley border. Also some, some stops as you go in Emeryville, Berkeley, Albany, that kind of area. But you'd also see it uh, all over. I mean, uh, Fairfield and Vallejo, uh, Walnut Creek, uh, I believe, had one. Orinda had one. So it was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, definitely concentrated in Oakland, but you, you saw it kind of all over the East Bay. You get picked up at the different pickup points all over the East Bay. You'd ride over the bridge. And then when you get to San Francisco, uh, you take that first exit onto Fremont Street and get dropped off at the corner of Fremont and Howard. Well, Nico, what do we know about how many people use this? It's really hard to say, um, but the best estimates that we have are that it was thousands of people on weekday mornings. In the 1990s, the estimate was it was something like 8,000 people per day were either participating as riders or drivers. By the 2010s, there was probably a drop-off. That's, that's the kind of best guess that people have. But you still had probably about 6,000 people a day um, using it. Wow. I mean, that's a good chunk of people. Do we know who exactly was using casual carpool? Yeah, we have some sense of it from um, research that was done by a professor named Susan Shaheen at, at UC Berkeley. Um, and she did a, a pretty extensive survey of casual carpool riders. And, and one of the things that she found was that they did tend to be your kind of white collar downtown San Francisco commuter, right? Someone who was maybe going to work in an office in downtown San Francisco, making a pretty good salary, that kind of thing. So they, they skewed wealthier than the Bay Area uh, as a whole. When you look at demographic data, skewed whiter than the Bay Area as a whole. And, you know, anecdotally, you would kind of hear that as well from casual carpool uh, participants. So, Nico, this was obviously a pretty big thing pre-COVID. And you reported on this for Berkeley Side recently. Can you tell us about why you decided to report on it now and sort of how it came about? I got a, a, an email from a former casual carpool driver uh, named Jessica Wallet, who uh, lives in Oakland and works at a job where she's often going out to construction sites around the peninsula and that kind of thing, and public transit wouldn't work for her to be able to do that. So she drives across the Bay Bridge a lot of mornings. She noticed that casual carpool just wasn't happening anymore, and they appear to have stayed that way. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of things that shut down in March of 2020 that have been coming back to life, obviously, right? And it got me thinking, how do you restart a tradition that was never organized in the first place? How do you get this sort of loose network of people who just sort of knew or had heard that if they showed up on this corner at the right time on the right day, they could get a ride into San Francisco? How do you restart that? Have you talked to anyone who's been trying to keep this tradition alive? And if so, what have they been doing to do that? Yeah, I talked to a couple of casual carpool drivers. You know, Jessica, who got in touch with us, she's been going on Twitter and, and Nextdoor and trying to see, you know, if anyone is interested in restarting the, the casual carpool tradition. She drives each day past the former pickup uh, point in Rockridge in, in North Oakland, which, you know, again, was, was bustling before the pandemic, but today is completely deserted. You'd never know outside of a sign that says this is the casual carpool pickup point. This is not a city sponsored program. We assume no liability for what happens to you here. 
<laughs> wow, that's what it says. <laughs> yeah. Jessica drives down that street every time she's going into the city just to see, is this the day when someone will be there? And in September, it was. She actually, you know, found a person who was at the casual carpool stop and, you know, said, are, are you here for casual carpool? She was so excited because she's been waiting for, for this day. And the person said yes. They got in. They had to wait a little while, but eventually another uh, a commuter showed up. And the three of them took, as far as I can tell, one of the only casual carpool trips that's happened over the past couple of years over the Bay Bridge. And she was hoping that that was maybe the kind of first sprouts of, uh, of a revival. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out that way. woman who Jessica saw, you know, they weren't able to, to connect again. Uh, and, and she's basically thinking, you know, that at this point, casual carpool is, is just sort of dormant. There's definitely people out there who are interested in giving rides. The challenge is that, you know, it needs a certain critical mass to work. You need a certain number of people who are going to be reliably there as drivers and a certain number of people who are going to be reliably there as riders or else the whole system breaks down. And it's not clear when you look at kind of where commute patterns are, are going these days that, that you are going to see that. Right. A lot of public transit agencies have been also struggling to get people back on their trains or on their buses because just fewer people are going into the office and it seems like that's probably a similar deal with casual carpool. Absolutely. Commute patterns have really changed, especially for that kind of white collar downtown San Francisco office worker. You know, that's a demographic that in a lot of cases is not commuting as much as they used to. These were folks who got used to the home office in 2020 and started saying, wait a minute, why am I spending, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours uh, each day commuting into and out of downtown San Francisco and I can just do my job from home. And so, yeah, I mean, as long as there are not people commuting to San Francisco in, in anywhere near the numbers that they used to be, it's going to be really hard to get casual carpool started again. Do you think casual carpool in this sort of Bay Area tradition is dead? I'm not sure if it's dead. I think it is probably in what's, what's likely to be a pretty long period of being dormant. I would guess that it's probably going to take some kind of big disruption to something like BART service for casual carpool to, to really get started again. Hmm. You know, again, if we go back to the 1970s, what, what probably really helped it get going and, and helped it kind of take root um, were some of the, the strikes and, and the disruption of the Trans Bay BART service that made it so that thousands of commuters who had started relying on BART to get into downtown San Francisco all of a sudden needed another way to get to work. Otherwise, it might take this sort of figuring out of what commuting is going to look like and what offices are going to look like moving forward. And, you know, ultimately, there, there also is a valid question to ask about whether casual carpool should get started again. You know, yeah, moving three people in a car across the Bay Bridge is more efficient than moving one person in a car across the Bay Bridge. That's true. It's not as efficient as moving 30 people in a bus across the Bay Bridge or a couple hundred people on a BART train. So what I think a lot of people would say is that a, a bigger priority is ensuring that, you know, public transportation, which truly does serve a, a sort of public good and can work for a broader swath of people rather than just Monday to Friday, nine to five commuters going into downtown San Francisco, you know, ensuring that that remains healthy for the long term 
and then getting back to, to something like casual carpool. I think it's going to take a, a while for all that to sort itself out. For the folks you talk to who really love casual carpool, the holdouts, how does it feel to know that casual carpool is dormant right now? I think people are, are kind of bummed. I mean, it was this nice little uh, tradition that they had. And, and then there's just the fact that, oh, yeah, they're having to spend a lot more time in traffic. For riders, you know, it probably is, is not quite as much of a sting because a lot of riders were, were, you know, using public transit in the afternoons to get home. That BART ride is a little bit more comfortable than it used to be. Right. I think people are, are interested in, in getting it started, and there's a little bit of that, of that wistfulness for what casual carpool was and represented. Well, Nico, it was so much fun to talk with you about casual carpool. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. That was Nico Savage, a senior City Hall reporter for Berkeley Side. We'll leave a link to his story in our show notes. This 28-minute conversation with Nico was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montecilio. Maria Esquinka produced it. If you liked this episode, tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is the best way to help others find our show. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 